0: Hi everyone, welcome to Chi Alpha After Hours. We're your hosts, Cassie, Nathan, and Christian, here to take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on the university campus. Somehow, we have just two more weeks left of the school year, which means many of us are about to go our separate ways for the summer. We're calling this episode Summer Survival because summer holds real challenges for growing in faith that can make it feel like we need to go into spiritual survival mode but it also holds unique opportunities. So today we're going to talk about both and share some strategies to keep connecting with God over the summer. Our episode this week will be more geared toward those of us who will be coming back to school or back to Corvallis in the fall. Stay tuned next week for a conversation on some things to consider if you're leaving university life entirely. So let's jump in. I remember uh, going home for my first summer after moving away to college and finding that everything was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Uh, my expectations of how it would go versus how it actually went were very different. Um, part of being prepared for a transition, I think even a minor one is having realistic expectations. So let's talk very briefly about that. What are some things that we should expect to change over the summer and be ready for?
1: You know, for me, I, I'm i always such a, um, I do so much better when I have a lot of structure and mm-hmm. I have things that I'm I'm doing and trying to achieve. Um, But for me, like going into the summer, I always felt like, um, what am I supposed to be doing? Like um, for me, summer, it was always a time of like trial and hardship because Mm -hmm. mostly because I didn't have like clear goals, you know. And um, a lot of times I found like I had a a summer job, you know. And so Mm -hmm. I remember going into summer thinking, this is going to be great. I'm going to have this great break. And after about a week and a half, I was like, what am I even doing right now, you know? And so um, I ended up getting a job at Target that would work (laughs) overnight from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., you know? And so I was just like, oh, you know, I didn't even... All of a sudden I went from like having like, oh, this is going to be a break to, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, I totally missed my whole summer because I'm like asleep, like half Mm -hmm. asleep all the time. So... Um, I think, I think some of those things make it challenging, not having a clear, um, like what am I doing? Like a a clear sense of achievement, maybe a sense of rhythm, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, school kind of provides some rhythm, but in the summer, um, even if you get a job, a lot of the jobs you get are kind of like, there's the schedule, the weekly schedule changes so much. Mm -hmm. So I think the schedule is a part that's, that was particularly challenging for me.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to have so much more free time over the summer and then getting like halfway through summer. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing with my time? You know, it's not actually as free as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: I think um, in some ways, I think a person's, a student's summer is actually the most adult time you might have Mm. in some ways because no one's telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get older, actually, you are the one that kind of decides your own fate. And that's part of the transition of being in college is that less and less authorities in your life are telling you what to do and enforce it in a, a very strict way. So even at university, it's like your professor on some level is like not your, you know, um, public school teacher teacher. In, in public school, like you get in trouble when you don't show up. At university, they don't care if you don't show up, they just mm-hmm. fail you. <laughs> so, um, when you go to university or when you go on to your summer, you have less structure and you have to create that structure for yourself. And so, in some ways, it's the most adult situation that you're going to be in as I've gotten older, as I've taken on more responsibilities. Well, some things are. Um, communicated to me as like i have to do this or i have to do that a lot of it's like especially working with christian anderson it's more like go this direction nathan and mm-hmm. figure it out mm-hmm. and you a person's adult life is much more like go do this thing and you just sort of have to do it And our spiritual walk is actually in some ways the most invitational thing that we have to do Um, God invites us to, to involve, invites us to involve ourselves in him. However, we're the ones that are ultimately responsible for accepting the invitation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with so much free time available to a person, um, it's very easy to find distractions because God's invitation is quite quiet Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: very gentle. Um, and so the biggest change is, is ultimately for on a spiritual level, I think, is is there's less structure. You know, Kai is not around to be like, hey, here's a Bible study, and we're going to tell you stuff to learn about the Bible. And, mm-hmm. oh, here's fellowship, and there's this really positive and fun community. It's like, no, actually, this is the most adult-shaping time in your life, perhaps, on a spiritual level, because no one's telling you to go do this stuff. There's less structure. There's less... Um, Less um, authority over you, and so.
1: It's like your moment to shine. It's your moment to shine. <laughs> it's your moment to adult and <laughs> and rock it. You know, like to, to really um, do well spiritually, um, without without you know, chi alpha or just that structure. Like you're the one to decide it yourself. Mm-hmm. I I also think one thing that was surprising to me was. I I only went. I remember after my freshman year, I left Lake Stevens, Washington.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I graduated, I went to Bellingham, Washington. I came back that summer and I was excited to hang out with a lot of friends that I had. I was mm-hmm. excited to hang out with my family again. And one thing that was surprising to me was I found out pretty much nothing stayed the same.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I was pretty surprised at how different everything was. Um, and to be honest, you know, for one, I, all of a sudden my family had went a whole 10 months of relating to each other Mm
3: -hmm.
1: without me. And so they had moved on. Like they, they had, they were talking about new things. They were interacting in new ways. Mm -hmm. Um, they had new things that they liked and it was, I was really surprised. I was like, what, what happened? I, I, there was something I missed. Mm -hmm. Um, or my friends, like i I pretty much i only and I, like only my closest friend, like I think there was like one two people that I really got to hang out with again
3: mm-hmm.
1: from high school, and so I was really surprised I thought you know I thought that I had a really c- close group of friends and and I did have a close group of friends, but you know whether or not they stayed at home and worked or whether they went off to college somewhere else, like everybody you know, had had moved, had, everything had been different. And so and then, you know, to cap it all off, I'm like thinking about how everybody else has changed. And oh, man, what what happened? And then realizing, actually, I've changed. I've changed a <laughs> right. lot. I'm a lot different than I was yeah. um, one year ago. And so um, I think that was a little bit disorienting. And I think that's just to kind of say that, just like that, you know, I think that would have been helpful to have somebody say to me, like, "Oh, when you go home, don't expect everything to be exactly as it was, mm-hmm. um, because it's going to be—it's going to be significantly different, even at your household level, um, the way that you interact with your parents." Um, I, I heard one story of a person who, um, who, like, uh, she she was growing up in her family's home, and she was just a dream daughter, right? Um, and she went to college. She This is actually after she graduated college. She ended up moving back in with her parents. So she could get her master's degree. And that was the hardest time for her living at home with her parents in her mm-hmm. whole life. Like from zero to 18, no problems. But the problem was when she moved back in because all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and things had changed. So her parents were kind of moving back into like yeah so you're gonna be home for dinner and he's like well I might be home for dinner like you know like kind of like there was this weird Mm -hmm. like oh I'm an adult but I'm still living Mm -hmm. with my parents so I think that that's just something to those relationships and how things change is just something to be aware of
0: yeah I think that was definitely part of my experience especially my first few summers moving home I would get home and I'm like wow I've been like managing my own life for a lot of the time and Um, Now my mom's like, hey, you know, let's spontaneously go do this other thing. And I'm like, I need to work on this. (laughs) Like, I already have plans right now. Um, And I think that was really challenging. Um, Like, oh, oh, my friend from high school is actually not coming home. um, So I'm not going to connect with them. So just like some things actually stay the same that you hope will change. (laughs) And then some things are different that you that you wish had stayed the same. So. I think that's just an interesting tension to live in, especially when it's only for a few months and you're living most of your time in somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, Christian community and what that looks like over the summer, um, especially with church. So over the summer, attending church on Sunday morning uh, will for many of us be the main way that we can worship together in Christian community, especially with regular Kai Alpha meetings not typically happening. Um, Some people might feel really connected to a church near where they'll be living for the summer, like if they're staying in Corvallis or going home, Um, but others of us may not already have a connection like that. What would you recommend for those of us who will be leaving for the summer and then coming back to Corvallis? Um, Attending a regular church in Corvallis online or finding a local church near home to attend? What are some things to consider in making that choice?
1: Um, so I think, you know, how you deal with your spiritual life when you go home and, and getting invested in a community is, is just a, a really important key. And uh, I I don't own a cell phone, so I am <laughs> always going to say a physical person is always better than a virtual person. And that's just like straight up. That's the Bible right there. Actually, I don't know if the Bible says so anything <laughs> about virtual people. but would <laughs> but i'm sure it. i'm sure if it if they had them back then they would say that so i'm gonna say to be honest just to go physically to a church like if you're like well i you know you can stay connected with um, king circle you can keep following the stuff online that's great but i would say every like 11 times out of 10 you should you know try to find a local church that's around you maybe it's a church that you went to in the past um and just try to get involved for the summer, and that that looking at that as a real opportunity. Like Nathan was saying, just this is my chance to really invest for two, three months while I'm waiting to go back to school. Um, but this is an opportunity. Like thinking about this this summer as a mission trip. Like this is my mission trip back home. Like this is what it could be like when I'm done with college. Um, this is like a good trial of hey, how can I get involved in a church? And um, this would be a good experiment for you. And so I'd encourage getting involved as much as you can in the summer. Um, Go to Wednesday or go to the the Sunday services. I know a lot of small groups um, in the summer kind of stop happening, you know, but trying to find a couple people that you can hang out with in the church and just um, just to meet up, talk about God. And um, yeah, really, I, I would really press in on that.
2: Yeah, just kind of going off of what Christian said about, like, viewing it as your missions trip, I think that's actually a really appropriate way to think about it, in the sense of, like, so I went to a church a number of years ago, and um, I was not very excited about being at this church. This is, I guess, like five-ish years ago, something like that. Anyway, and it wasn't that anything was wrong with the people or anything, it was just, like, I there was just stuff that was going on. I was like, I don't really like going to this church and stuff. And a mentor of mine once said, he's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And he, it was Brady Bobbing that said that to me. Um,
0: Someday we should have him on the podcast. Just so people know him. I
2: mean, he's coming, man. He's coming. (laughs) Someday. Um, And uh, he said that, and it was like, you know, like our responsibility to the church is to, build it Mm -hmm. you know it's not church is not something we go to to be filled by it's something we go to fill Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense so there's like a level of like no I'm like how can I build my church how can I build community here Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things we try to teach at Chi Alpha is building community and like that's something actually a lot of churches don't know how to do believe it or not it's not something that they teach at seminary and it's actually something extremely important and critical to the expansion of the church is building community. And I'm sure Christian can attest to hey, Christian, did they teach you how to build community at theology? No. <laughs> yes. And guess where most of your pastors go yeah. before they That's right. lead a church? And so. It's like, um, and that's it's 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 how the system works. So I don't want to disparage your pastors or anything. It's just something that's not formally taught. It's something, um, but it's something that we strongly value and we try to teach into our students. And so we want our students like taking that, going on the missions field, and and building those churches. And so this summer it can be a kind of like, hey, how do I navigate this? How do I develop those? Relationships. how do I build relationships here in a very microcosmic way in a very small setting and very small frame of time and be like, Oh, okay. And then being able to distance yourself and reflect on that and see how it went. Mm-hmm. And then, Hey, next mm-hmm. summer, I'm going to try it again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and try to do better yeah. and stuff. And then when you graduate, it's like, Hey, okay. Yeah. I've learned a lot from my summers and now mm-hmm. I'm going to really do it.
0: I think so. maybe we haven't talked about, that's actually really hard to do. Oh, <laughs> like, it's extremely hard to do. I think we need to acknowledge that. It's extremely I was, hard to do. You know, in thinking about this question, I was like, you know, as a student who didn't really have someone going to church with me when I was home, like, I kind of went off the deep end and, like, wasn't accountable to anyone in that. Um, so the idea of, like, wow, I could attend a church that I already know people at and have strong relationships with is really encouraging to me. I'm like, actually, wow, that's kind of a unique opportunity now. Um, That said, back then, I still made the choice to go to church by myself. And that was very difficult because you're walking into an environment where a lot of people already know each other. And because they haven't been taught how to intentionally build community, you're kind of like, wow, I'm alone right now. And I'm just going to church by myself. And this doesn't feel like what church is supposed to be. So I think, you know, I would really recommend it still um, attending a local church. Mm -hmm. But if you can find like one person who will go with you, maybe that's not your family. You know, maybe there's a Christian friend that you already have and you can connect with them and you guys can go together. Um, Or when you walk in those doors, you try and meet like two people that you can go and sit with or something like that. But I think really, I would say, you know, that's only worth it if you actually know people there. And you have to be really intentional about doing that. And I think that's scary for a lot of people who have never had to do that before.
1: Yeah. I would say, I mean, the the phrase I would say is like, follow the relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you have friends, like if you're going home, um, hopefully you have some friends who go to church or maybe you have some, like, maybe you just became a Christian and you're like, well, there was that really annoying Christian <laughs> that I didn't like. Right. Well, even if you just know somebody and don't even like them, like at, the, at least you know somebody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like... So just follow somebody that you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: and go somewhere. Like, that's that's usually most of the time a great way to go is just, like, especially if you can go with somebody you really respect, um, you respect their faith. Like, mm-hmm. that means their church is probably pretty good. Yeah. And um, so going trying to follow a place like that. Or, you know, if you have a home church already, if you had a church that you grew up in and you're going home for the summer, you know, uh, three of the four summers that I went home um, – actually, I'm trying to think this through three of my four summers. Yeah. Three of my four summers. So including like the summer after my senior year, when I went to Lake Stevens, um, I got in touch with my youth pastor before I moved home Mm -hmm. and I, you know, quote unquote interned under him. And so I like helped run the youth ministry Mm -hmm. over the summer. And, um, that was insanely helpful and beneficial. Like Mm -hmm. it gave me a, it gave me a clear direction of how to um, engage with my church. It helped me um, have a mission. It helped me like get those questions of like structure. Like all of a sudden, I had some way to like fill my time that was very meaningful. It helped me have a mission. Um, so just connecting. If you if you have a home church, connecting with your youth pastor, or your pastor, and saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's a way that I could really help in these next couple months? Trying to be proactive.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And that is really helpful. The fourth, this fourth summer, the only other summer I didn't go home, I stayed in Bellingham because I needed to take summer school because I had to. Supplement some hey. credits anyway. So we don't need to talk about that too much. But I had to take another science class. So okay. I never had to. Yeah. Well, Bellingham was beautiful in the summer, so <laughs> it was okay. it was a blessing. So, yeah. but uh but I I remember I stayed and I I got a job at a church as a as a handyman. Yeah. Which no. um I, North, which yeah. I'm like I know the church that, I I, that yeah North County Kaiser King in Linden. Now on my first day there as the handyman. Um, I went out and laid some concrete with, mm-hmm. with under the supervision of other people. And his comment to my supervisor was, "That boy's never done a work of a day of work in his life." That was what he said. So I was definitely the it was like equipped. The Grace Project. I was the Grace um, scholarship there. Like I shouldn't have had that job, but I did that job, and I helped in the kids' ministry, and um, so. You know, trying to find a way to plug in and help a local church, that was an extremely rich summer Mm -hmm. also. So I think really trying to be forward and and saying, like, even though it might sound a little intimidating, if you do have a home church that you are connected with, really going out of your way, talking to your youth pastor or talking to your head pastor and saying, how could I help this summer? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a way I could... Help with these events, and I know Simon R- Ramos, who is in our ministry. He, mm-hmm. on his MECOP, he did that. He 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 um he went to a church in Portland for six. When well, he was only there for six months, And he was just very forward with the pastor. Like how how could, I, how can I help? And I think mm-hmm. he ended up doing a young adults small group cool. one one time. So I think there's a lot of things that can happen when you're when you're forward like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if you don't know anybody, and if you don't have a home church, mm-hmm. then really. It is like you said, Cassie, it's just kind of like you just kind of gotta you know buck up and <laughs> and be an initiator yeah which is I think scary for a lot of us but um, but going to church and trying to see a friendly face and get to know people I mean that's just mm-hmm. that's just something you're gonna have to do in, yeah. in life a lot of times and so this is a good time to start
0: yeah I mean it's a good way to prepare for after college. Because yeah. that's how it's going to be after college. Although you might have some pre-existing relationships then, so who knows? But mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to think about it. It's like, okay, this is a mission trip. How am I going to go build community if I'm doing it for the first time? Or how can I invest more as part of a community that I'm already in? Yeah. Okay, so let's move on from here and talk oh, more. Can I oh. say one
1: more thing? Yeah, sure. Say, say you are like you don't have, a, you don't know anything about the churches in your town. Yeah. Um, and you're like, what do I look for in a church? Um,
0: we the, will talk more about that next week.
1: We're going to talk about that next yes. week?
0: Okay. But you can talk about it a little bit. All right, bit I'll now.
1: talk about it a little Wait. bit right now. Okay, go ahead. The main, the main thing I just want to say is, like, you really want to – one word. There's just one word you want to, like, really get is character. Okay? Like, the character of this church. Like, if you can go to a church – the most important thing is not whether or not it's like got fancy lights or a great worship band, it or if it's like I don't know, got the best coffee, whatever, or the worst coffee, or what. <laughs> the main thing, you, the main thing to look for when you when you visit a church when you're checking one out is what's their character. Are they faithful to the Bible? They seem to value the Bible. Do they do they love Jesus? What's what's the way they treat each other? Are they hospitable? are they kind? Does there seem to be a sense of integrity? you know some of those some of those churches might feel nerdy some of them might feel really small some of them might feel all kinds of things. but a church that like really holds Jesus in high esteem and has high character towards him that's that's what that's the kind of church you want to be at um and a lot of those churches are fancy and they have they have great worship music and they're a lot of times they have great coffee and lights and so good lights bad lights isn't the indicator it could have it could be awesome the worship experience could be no awesome no lights no lights no <laughs> lights will be kind of weird but um but the main point being like you know there's all these exterior things mm-hmm. but really looking at like man is this a place of character is this a place that I feel like I could trust somebody those are kind of key questions that i would be asking um, as opposed to um as opposed to like, in in terms of like what you're searching for what you're looking for
0: mm-hmm. okay. and i guess
1: we're going to talk about that more
0: we are next week is next like semana major is, it, yes.
2: is it next week or yes yes
0: in podcast time it in is next podcast
2: week. time it's next
1: week okay
0: yes that's
1: what i'm guessing
0: <laughs> Okay.
1: Nathan's asking that because we're recording it in September. That's a lie. This, we're recording this in September. So. Oh, it's not September yet. It's August ah. 2020.
0: You people are weird. September tomorrow. <laughs> I don't like
1: it. We're just lying to all you it's people May out there. 18th.
0: These people are liars. <laughs> Christian was just talking about going to a church with character.
1: I mean, who are you
2: guys going to believe? Christian and me or Cassie? Wow. I mean, really?
0: Wow. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> cool. Can I move on now? Yeah. <laughs> or are we gonna keep? Making I don't know who we other? felt
1: like we threw under the best There, you, Cassie. Or, I feel like you just said, "Of course, they're gonna believe Cassie." <laughs> yeah, they, I, can, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: Your tone implied otherwise.
1: I felt like it was tone Dude. was like, "Don't trust us."
3: <laughs>
1: I felt really thrown under the bus.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh no.
2: I think. What I have, I have a I have a talent for communicating two things to do different parties at the same, <laughs> same time. Okay, and we're officially in edit I just, outland. I, just,
1: oh, I no. was just wondering if that would make it It did. Okay.
0: You're gonna oh, give gosh.
2: you're gonna give Cassie an
1: aneurysm.
0: I do have a headache. So he give it something? Would, it's definitely not helping.
1: <laughs> Gifts or some kind of gift. Great
0: no, it's fine. okay. I don't know. Are we going to cut that all out? Do oh, I yeah. just need I'll, to seg like we just did Just,
2: just, just give it a second and then okay. go on.
0: And
2: okay. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: Figure out what makes it. <laughs> Everything.
2: Just... <laughs> Everything just makes it.
0: We're making Nathan's editing job great today.
2: I mean, I don't think anything we said was...
0: It wasn't bad. <laughs> so, it's just not I mean, helpful.
2: <laughs> yes, most of the stuff we edit out of here is inappropriate. <laughs> what
0: was that uh, sound?
1: Uh, the gargoyle.
0: Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah I did. thought it was a joke because it was like a bleep.
2: I, I, I definitely pulled all my electronics off know. my body. I don't all know right. what's happening. Well. Anyway.
0: Cool. We're going to go back to the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked about church community... And now we're going to talk about our personal relationship with God. So uh, as much as we love God, the rhythms of community that we do have in Christian community already set up um, are a good motivator for us to spend time with him and others who want to help us grow in faith. So as we talked about earlier, um, we don't always have those things as set up easily for us to step into over the summer. So that means that it can be much easier to fall into a spiritual drought of not connecting with God Um, and or fall back into sinful behavior that we had um, healed from during the year. This can be particularly true for people who move home for the summer because that environment might be very spiritually different from what we're used to. So what are some ways that we can prepare ourselves now before summer starts to keep connecting with God and to live the way that he would want us to live?
1: I think one thought is that there's just got to be You know, imagination, I love the word imagination. I love the idea of imagination. I think, honestly, as Christians, or maybe even in America right now, we don't really value imagination as much as it should be valued. Um, So I think one thing that I would encourage people to do is just right now, before you go home, just take a second and think about all the things that stress you out about going home or all the things that seem like they're going to be nerve-wracking or scary and just spend some time imagining how it could be different.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Spend some time thinking how how could I do this differently? So a couple of examples that I can think of is is um, one um, we had a, I, I might have shared this on the pa- podcast earlier I can't remember I talk too much so I just say all kinds <laughs> of things so but um, I remember it was going into my my winter break and we had a person on our staff at the Kyalfa we came from. And uh, her name was Michelle um, Nichols. And she shared about how um, it's important that when we go home, if we're Christians, and our family isn't Christians, that we need to like represent Christ to them. Mm-hmm. And And she challenged us to think like, you know, maybe one way that we could help is like by being helpful around the house. And I remember thinking like, oh, that is I I remember one one area that was stressful for me is like the expectations my mom would have on me. And like, I'm not a Christian or I'm a Christian and she's not a Christian. My family are not Christian. and I'm thinking, how can I witness them? It's always been stressful. We're always fighting about my faith. It's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I was always, I'm highly independent and my mom would want me to do some things. Not a lot, but some things. And so I'd always bristle at everything she asked me to do. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so I'm thinking about both those things. And all of a sudden, Michelle Nichols like pulls out this idea that's like, oh, what if I went home and an expression of my faith was trying to be as helpful as I was around the house, as I could be around the house. So all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, After I eat dinner, I'm going to help clean up. I'm going to help do the dishes. Um, I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to see if I have a free hour, if if she needs help, like driving the kids around. Can I help drive my brothers and my sister around? Or Mm -hmm. um, just trying to reframe my time is like, I'm not going to be just receiving the tensions, but I'm going to like think about how I can live into those tensions for the gospel. Mm -hmm. And that was that was transformational it changed the way that i interacted with my family at home and so i'm sure there's lots of areas like that but you know if if you're if you're worried about going into a uh, a group that was like you know like uh, a sinful like you had some friends that would would prompt you to some sinful things like you know i think there's a tension like you know if you had a strong community with you then maybe there might be some way to ask those people to come into your community but for me personally you know um one summer after my my freshman my um senior year of high school I just like kind of went off the deep end with a a girlfriend Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and um, I got a whole new group of friends and I was worried coming back after my freshman year of high school or college that I was going to go back into that group and uh honestly I just never hung out with them Mm -hmm. and that was a good choice was just to like invest in the people that I knew would be helpful for me um, it didn't mean that I wasn't missional in my life it was just I knew hey this group of people isn't going to be very helpful for me
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so um, so I just um, I, I took some time to imagine like what what group of friends am I gonna be hanging out with what's gonna be the most helpful or what's the best way I can serve the kingdom of God mm-hmm. um, So those are just some ideas, just kind of imagining and thinking through the things that might hang you up in the future and Mm -hmm. asking God to help you live out and and move in your summer.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to have a sober view of yourself right before you go. Um, I think Christian was like, hey, you know, I was really missional in my family and I decided to withdraw from some of my friends. Right. Instead Mm -hmm. of the other way around. So I think, you know, yourself, hopefully. Um, so having a good view of like, okay, this I can probably handle this summer and be faithful in yeah. and trust God uh, to use me in that way. And this is something that I should stay away from because um, it could lead to real trouble. Um, so I think, you know, as you think through those things, that might be something really helpful to talk to a Corfa or a good friend in Chi Alpha about. Say, hey, here's where I'm at right now. What do you think of these things that I'm, I'm thinking about? And do you think that's reasonable and realistic? Um, and then just having some accountability there, someone you can talk to when it does get hard um, and you're in this other environment, you know, you can still call people.
1: Yeah.
0: You can still use Zoom, right? Yeah. People don't just drop off the face of the earth. So um, I think like being prepared for that ahead of time and then being able to um, have someone else who's already prepared to hold you accountable and knows the things that you plan to do is really helpful.
1: Yeah, Kai Alpha people aren't dead.
0: We're not dead.
1: Yeah, and so just what? because we're not doing core and one-to-ones and fellowship
0: mm-hmm. over the
1: summer doesn't mean we can't still hang out or talk. Yeah. I mean, trying to come up with ways to hang out or or, or periodically touch base. Or maybe people mm-hmm. want to call each other every week and see yeah. how they're doing and, and talk about these kind of things. So, pray for each other. So, yeah, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you guys talk. You know, maybe you have a friend in a core or mm-hmm. your corfa or whoever, like – like it's great to find times to reconnect over the summer.
2: Mm-hmm. I think um something that comes to mind is like just generally true of things is um, and this plays a little bit into what Christian said about imagination and employing the imagination um, is that you have, I think it's especially in like empty void space like the summer can be. Where there's just like not a lot of structure and there's not a lot of things that carry you um, to places. A good way to approach those spaces and again just life in general is to have an idea of like the things you hope for. Um, so if you're like, I really want to have, um, I, I mean, I know that this sounds very general and that's mm-hmm. fine. But like, let's say you're like, I really want to be closer to the Lord by the end of the summer, um, and then that's your hope. That's like the hope that you have, mm-hmm. um, and then using your imagination to imagine what that actually is. Like, what 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 it, what is it like to have a closer relationship to the Lord? And imagining the the, the various facets of that. Mm-hmm. But then atop that, like, figuring out, like, what desire, what course of action actually will lead you, th- like, what, not course of action, actually, what direction, what mm-hmm. desires um, are going to lead you in towards that hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, or paths that are going to lead you towards that hope. So for for being close to the Lord, it might be, like, oh, I really want to explore, like... um I really want to, I well, I know that reading the Bible is going to get me close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I know that contemplation or prayer or um, one of these things is going to lead me that way. Then atop that, you do, you make very specific, you figure out like what specific things you have to do in order to get there, mm-hmm. like to walk that path. So, so, um, hey, I'm not going to watch TV because that's not the path. Like, that's not going to get me there. I'm not going to um, do this other thing because that's not the path. But I am going to, like, pray or read the Bible or do this or that because that's at least something on the path. But the... The goal is always not the items that you're doing. It's always the path. Um, or it's always the hope at the end of it. It's always the Lord at the end of it. And so that's something that's actually really helpful to me.
1: You know, I think also, Nathan, it's just helpful that, like, I love those those thoughts you said there. I think I think as you're saying that, like, two thoughts... Like, two, two enemies come to my mind. The things that are going to hang us up or hurt us in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things I think of are loneliness and idleness.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, those are like the two like, biggest enemies. I, I, what I associate with the summer. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other temptations or a lot of other things, but typically, when we go home for the summer, when students go home for the summer, there's a lot of loneliness that people can battle. And so that's where the church thing really helps or finding mm-hmm. friends or staying connected with some of the Chi Alpha people. But but honestly, coming or maybe hanging out with your family more, but really trying to find some good friends or good sources of people that are going to help you combat loneliness. And you're going to have some good, solid, spiritual friends
3: mm-hmm.
1: that are going to help you in the summer. So that's a huge thing. Like getting, That's why getting involved with the church is so important. The other one, idleness. um, just that boredom sense of like, where am I going? And um, you know, when I think about um, my times in the summer, um, those were those were a lot of times where like struggles, like struggles with pornography or um, I know for other people, like they would get stuck in sexual sins with their boyfriend or girlfriend or times to drink. People would turn to alcohol or turn to some other drugs because um, they were just trying to deal with their boredom and their loneliness. And, oh, this is a way for me to connect with some friends or this is a way for me not to think about things. Like, you know, those aren't conscious thoughts, but that's kind of how it worked out, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, I think I think those, those, you know, loneliness and idleness are two things to especially try to think through. How can I avoid those things? And how can I keep those things from, from dominating me? So like, you know, how can I, how can I, really try to pray instead of watch TV, like what Nathan was just saying. Or am I going to spend hours and hours playing video games? Or um, how am I going to make sure I'm not, you know, killing myself with screen time, oh, looking at pornography, you know, things like that. Like how, how am I going to have some kind of positive thing filling my time
3: mm-hmm.
1: so I'm not just filling it with what's easy um, and most likely not very helpful?
0: Mm-hmm. I think all of that is true, and I think also, you know, if things go wrong, you need someone to talk to. Um, I I think when you were saying these are the two enemies, a third one, which is just like straight up guilt and not doing anything about it and feeling stuck there, Absolutely, that is definitely part of my experience. I'm like, man, you know, when you're off by yourself and you don't have an accountability partner and you know that, you know, you're making the wrong choices... But you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to or anyone you can reach out to, that also just keeps you stuck. Um, yeah. So I think knowing who you're gonna talk to, if you know if that is the case, and obviously doing everything you can to avoid that being the case, is good. But having a friend that you can talk to about that um, is really important because if you find yourself getting there, it is gonna be on your initiative to reach out and and get out, right? Um, I think, too, like something that helped me a lot with that was having a very specific goal. So that's what we're going to talk about next. Um, As Nathan was talking about having like these goals that keep us aligned on the path for the thing that we hope for. Right. Um, So actually, I would recommend having a goal that seems hard. (laughs) Right. Like that seems like a big step for you. And then you have something to look forward to at the end of summer where you're like, wow, I had this opportunity and you know, I actually reached my goal. Um, so for me, my first year before I became a Korfa, I decided I'm going to read the whole New Testament. And that was a big step for me because I hadn't. Um, granted, the New Testament isn't super long or anything, but I was like, wow, I've never just sat down and read scripture consistently every day. And so that was something that I did, and I'm really grateful for it. It set me up really well for that next year in Chi Alpha. So having something that seems new and exciting to you um, and is a way for you to grow in your faith and understanding of God, I think can be a really good motivator where you're like, oh, I actually can see that I'm making progress in this thing in a tangible way. That can be really helpful, depending on who you are.
2: Oddly contrasting, though, to Cassie, I would say actually have really big hopes and really attainable goals. So... It, it's. i think the new but,
0: testament is well, attainable well, i just no, no, think no, no,
2: it was big no, no. for me no 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 let me let me just let me
1: i, had, I don't
0: man. think that's in contrast Oh, the,
1: the tension I'm is sorry. so <laughs> <thick>. <laughs> the well, tension is thick in the room everybody there's more, there's there's some vitriol uh, anger
0: i'm confused i think that's what i'm trying to
1: say yeah
2: i think some people do really well with very specific structured goals and they de- they can derive a strong sense of accomplishment from it however others can feel like this is really boring or this is like like i actually had a student and he was reading he was reading um the same story like for a few weeks and he was just like why am i doing this and he was just feeling very defeated in the practice and like coaching him i was just like You don't have to feel like you don't have to accomplish anything actually in this. You just have to read it. And so, like, the reason I say have, like, big hopes but very attainable goals is that on a day-to-day basis it can be very, like, freeing to be like the Lord is actually just content with me, my participation with him. And so it's not that, like, having a big goal, like, Cassie has proposed of like reading the whole New Testament is bad but for some it definitely can be over, overwhelming and having like um, it's really kind of a difference of minds I think is actually the thing it's not like one way is better than the other it's a difference of how people think about
0: things Yeah, I actually don't for, think it's that different I think it's find the thing that motivates you that you're excited about and that might be very different for different people
2: or find it, it isn't <laughs> it isn't necessarily what motivates you actually it's just like this is not something I really want to do, but it's still the good thing that I should do, so I'm just gonna do it slowly and faithfully sometimes
1: I think finding finding a goal or a a practice that's gonna that you know is informed about who you are mm-hmm. is what you know you guys are talking about is that there's a sense that you know um. You know, Cassie's saying, "I need to read the whole new reading the whole New Testament. I haven't done that yet." And for some of you guys, that might seem like a lot. Some of you guys be like, "Oh, what? I could do that in a week." You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's not big enough. Maybe, maybe reading the whole Bible over the course of a summer, which would Mm -hmm. be very intense. You can do it. But you could. There it is. (laughs) Cassie's right there. She's ready to do it. So
3: well, (laughs) where
1: where Nathan where Nathan would be maybe more like, "Yeah, I'll read." you know I I think there was one summer that he only read the the story of the the woman the the widow putting her coin in the
2: oh two. no I spent like I've spent like six years yeah it, it's pretty much just it's like
1: that. four verses you know yeah. he's just like Three. meditating on this one verse yeah. you know so I think I think the point is kind of knowing yourself and mm-hmm. knowing what pace you know and and you know your Corfa or whoever can help you try to come up with those goals and help you know yourself well. But but I think that the main point is having something that is going to be good for you, like setting out a path or a destination that's going to be very good for you, like what mm-hmm. Cassie was saying or, or Nathan. Um, I also think, you know, like I said before, um, a, a goal could be really to like, I don't know, really try to say like, hey, can I, like, really viewing this as a mission trip and saying, like, how can I serve the kingdom of God best in this amount of time? And um, like I said, I initiated with my, my youth pastor, my pastor, and um, I was able to really serve in the church in a really meaningful way. Um, I, I would just encourage everyone to do that. And, and I'm going to give you an open invitation. Anybody out there in podcast land, if you... Don't know of a home church. If, like, say you're going home to a community, and you're like, I had no home church. I don't even know where I could get plugged in. Mm-hmm. You can email me, Christian, that's C H R I S T I A N. Yes, I spelled it right. <laughs> Christian at OregonStateXA.com and say, Christian, you said you'd help me find a church. I will help you get in contact with a church
3: mm-hmm.
1: wherever you find yourself, like, needing to needing to be. Like if you're going to your home, I can help you connect with somebody. Somehow I will, I commit that somehow I will help you do that. So mm-hmm. if you want help finding a local church or a pastor to get in touch with when you're going home, I'm willing to do that. I'm sure your CORFA is willing to help you do that, but I'm, I'm definitely available to help you do that because I want to see that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. This can also be a good time to read some other non-bible books that are on topics that you're interested in. Like we did our episode on uh, book recommendations a little while back. But um, if you have something that you just want to learn more about, now is a great time because it's summer and you might have, maybe you don't have more time, but maybe you'll be more intentional about your time in order to read some books. So that's the other thing that I think of when I think of, oh, summer, I could do Mm -hmm. that.
1: You know, I also, I had a summer job. Like I was saying, I was working at Target, stocking shelves from 10 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And every summer and every Christmas break, I would go and I would do that. And every time I'd go in thinking, oh, I want to be a a witness for Jesus here. Mm -hmm. This is a great opportunity for you to grow in how to do that. I would say, what grade would I give myself for that? I would say F. I gave myself an F because I didn't do it at all. Like there were a lot of people were there and they did a lot better than I did. I was, I mean, I was a moral person. I worked hard. I treated people nice, but I didn't really share about my faith. I mean, I think people knew I was a Christian, but I found I was too nervous about like, oh, I need this job. And the truth is it's a summer job. You don't need it. Like this is like the most disposable job that you'll ever have. Like, so... You can go ahead and be in there and be like kind of taking risks. You know, if, if I would have thought that through at that point in time in my life about how like this is actually a great opportunity and 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 not if I would have been a little less insecure and also a little bit more like like welcoming to people like thinking, hey, I could be the welcoming one and and not wanting to be welcomed so much mm-hmm. at my job. Um, I could have been a lot nicer, a lot kinder. I could have initiated, you know, I should have tried to initiate with my coworkers like, hey, do you guys want to go out to lunch or do you guys want to get breakfast after, you know, work? Like I could have done all these things to hang out with my coworkers more just to be a hospitable um, initiating person and sharing my life with them. Like I'm not even talking about like preaching to them at lunch. I'm just Mm -hmm. talking about like, including them more in my life
3: yeah
1: um this was an opportunity for me to do that and i didn't do it because i was nervous i remember one time there was one coworker who he was like in a custody battle with his ex-wife and i remember one time it was right outside his name was jeff and we were leaving work and he's just sharing he's super stressed and i said jeff can i pray for you he said and he just like really heartbroken he looked at me Mm -hmm absolutely it was like what am i doing here you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there, there's all these opportunities to do that for people um but i don't know if i had the imagination or the foresight to think like actually i need to think through how i can best do this do I, what in what ways do i need to stop being insecure in what ways? how am i going to do this trying to come up with a good idea of a good strategy of how i'm going to try to show people Christ in this really temporary, um, work, work environment. Mm
0: -hmm. I think just thinking about that, you know, we talked about seeing summer as a mission trip, but, um, and I think in some ways it is right. It's a short period of time and you're like, okay, I got to go and be intentional. Um, but also this is just what we do for our whole lives. We just, you know, we've reached the people around us. Um, the Great Commission doesn't stop over the summer, (laughs) right? It's not a break in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I think remembering that and that Jesus called us to make disciples wherever we find ourselves going um, is really important. And that includes wherever we end up for the summer. Just because we're there temporarily doesn't mean we can't make a long-term impact, um, depending on, you know, who God puts in your life. But you're going to have to be intentional in order to actually use that opportunity in the way that it could, could really be. I think we'll close out there. Christian and Nathan, thanks so much for joining me today. And if you're out there listening, we hope this helps you feel more prepared for the summer break. Feel free to email us with comments, questions, or topic suggestions at social at OregonStateXA.com or reach out to one of us in person. Have a great week, and remember, setting up accountability now will help you continue to grow in your relationship with God this summer.